Welcome to Bookish Podcast with Caffanel, a podcast about books ish. A quick disclaimer before we start there may be some spoilers, so please save the episode for later if you don't want any. And also, please follow us on social at We Are Bookish Pod. We hope you enjoy. Hello. Hey, girl. Hey. You okay? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I look very sweaty and disgusting. So. I, no one else can see me but Ellie can so I'm just just excusing myself I had a meeting earlier and I joined it looking like this by the way and I was like apologies for my appearance <laughs> tell the people why you're sweaty and disgusting because <laughs> uh, I went for a run look did at you, me did you go during lunchtime yeah ah yeah. I see and then I was like I went for, but I didn't go very far for very long and then I did some yoga afterwards and then I ate lunch and then I was like, well, I've got to go back to work now. So That's like a really nice lunchtime. Go move your body. Yeah. In and the rain. You know, I had a really productive afternoon after that. Did you? Yeah. Ah, oh, yes. So... I, find it, I find it hard to work out in the middle of the day because it's too much of a disruption to my my flow and I'm easily dis easily distracted when I work I'm very much a night owl when it comes to like getting stuff done as opposed yeah. to like doing things in a day well I think for me like I I don't like I don't, I'm not very good when I work from home all day so it's just good to mm. get out on a work from home day um I quite like Tuesdays at home to be fair though like I've kind of got into the routine now because I go in on Mondays and Wednesdays so like Tuesdays I'm trying to like be a bit more focused arguably Monday is a nicer day to go into the office because it's not so hectic commuting yeah, yeah I would agree with that whereas like Tuesday everybody's around like it's hard mm. to move yeah <laughs> which yeah, reminds me true. of reminds me of that post you sent me today on Instagram about the congestion from simple politics <laughs> yeah oh yeah I said there's this post and it was like London is the UK's most polluted city. And then it had a little like thing at the outside. And it was like, not only is it the UK's most polluted, no, not polluted, sorry, congested. Congested. Congested city. And then it was like, not only is it the UK's most congested city, it's also the world's most congested city. <laughs> I mean, that's oh, just appalling, isn't it? It's really bad, but they keep building. There's no space left in London. <laughs> they need to like, they, they really need to like, I don't know, connect like they need to connect the city not like you know like there's like a cross where you can get to so like you can go from east to west or west to east and you can go from north to south or south to north but you can't go like across like yeah diagonal. do you know what I yeah mean? <laughs> i know what you mean like it's really hard to go like especially like in south london it's really easy to get into central but it's yeah. really hard to get like to other areas of south london yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, none. So someone could I, live, like, two miles away from you, but it takes you longer to get there than it does for someone that lives, like, five miles away from you because they live directly north of you, for example. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's easier for the person who lives north of the river to actually just get to that person that's south. Yeah. It's like, it, it's just as much time for me to do that journey going from northeast as it would be for you going from one end yeah. of, from southwest to southeast. It's silly. Good. It's really funny because I saw a friend of mine had tweeted, not tweeted, she'd commented underneath that Instagram post, like, what about LA? <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to say that Is anyone thinking about actually. LA traffic? Yeah, I was going to say that to you. But... 
I've sat in LA traffic. It's horrific. <laughs> like, it's awful. But maybe it's something to do with, like, the... Maybe the way they've measured it is, like, the distance that you travel over time. True. Maybe you travel, like, further distances in LA. And it takes ages, but, like, actually in terms of distance and time or something like that. Maybe that's how they've done it. Don't know. It's like, yeah, I'd be really interested to see like more of this study. It, it was just quite amusing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing I'd say with simple politics. Sometimes you do need a bit more context. I yeah. know that's the point that it's meant to be like simple, but like sometimes on a post like that, you're like, oh, what is this from? Maybe it's in the caption, hold on. What do you mean? Like, you know, the one, uh, did we mention this in the last episode? The post they had about people joining the five, the couch to 5K. And it was like, six million people joined up to the NHS five, couch to 5K, um, of which after it, there was like a million, uh, million people dropped off after January. <laughs> which meant that like the other five million was accrued across the year <laughs> so it was like everyone else's like everyone everyone must have just quit after january if they had new year's resolutions which was really funny That's but then you kind of needed like the context as well like the rest of it yeah that is quite funny um this just says an annual traffic report has ranked the 10 uk cities where you'd wait longest in traffic I'm not gonna lie though, like London is crazy sometimes. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't drive in London to be fair. So. No, but sometimes when you get the bus, like, you're oh my bus God. lane and you're just sat on the bus and you're like, Oh my god, because remember I used to complain all the time when we used to go into the office, yeah. what would be a 20, 15 to 20 minute bus journey to my tube station in rush hour could take an hour to do. I used to get so angry, be like, I can't believe I've been on this bus for like an hour. How far is it? It's like a 15, 20 minute, no traffic, middle of the night, you can do it in 10 minutes. But on an average day, you're looking 15 to 20 minutes, like 17 minutes-ish on a bus with stops and traffic, like mm. normal. And that's that's normal, yes. Um, but if you were to walk it, it's like 14, 40 minutes um, to an hour. So it's not really, not really you would have to know, yeah, you would have to know in advance that. the bus was going to take that long. Yeah, to do yeah. the walk, which you could never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because there's so many different, there's so many schools on the route. So so many people coming in and out of the traffic all the time. Yeah, so it's and really heavily yeah. residential, yeah. And there's literally like one way out of Chicago. Yeah. where i live it's just about to say where i live <laughs> it's fine it doesn't matter no one's gonna know exactly where you live <laughs> i don't want people finding me you already know my coffee shop yeah i know um no but yeah but no, i mean fine. it is what it is isn't it it's that city living in it <laughs> city living uh. city living what else you been up to? So the runs, is that part of any um, sort of New Year's 2023 goals or? Well, I don't have any like resolutions as such, but I'm like focusing on my health. That's oh. my, my focus. So I'm doing dry January, which is actually really horrible and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I felt really <laughs> smug. Yeah, on Saturday I woke up and I was like, 
I am the best person in the world because I'm not hungover. Sunday I woke up with a headache anyway, and I was like, well, that's not fair, is it? <laughs> I didn't drink it last night. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll feel better again this weekend. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but I'm in competition with my boyfriend, so I've got to do it. I've got to do it. I got beat, Tom. Sorry, guys. Also, Sorry, Tom. I, I can't remember the last time that I went, went that long without booze. Um, but I have got my friend's birthday coming up in like, not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe I'll have a glass of Prosecco with her. No, don't. No, no, don't do it. but it's her birthday. Yeah, but I feel like I did dry jam. No, yeah, no. So you could do, why don't you just take like a non-alcoholic beverage, like a seedlet? Yeah, it's just me and her, to be fair. So I could get away with not drinking. You could just do like a, like, yeah, a non-alcoholic gin. Yeah. So I went to visit my friend on the weekend with her baby. Oh, mm. so cute. And she was like, because she's been pregnant for so long, she was like, I just want to have, I've not got used to having alcohol again. It tastes too strong. So mm. I was like, well, I'll just go at your pace. Like, I don't want to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one on it. Um, so we had a um, non-alcoholic gin, but it was really nice because you still get the taste of it. You can still mm. spritz it up and make it look pretty. And I think it's like a nice placebo. Yeah, I had a, I've, I've had, um, on Saturday night I had a, non-alcoholic beer to be fair did you ah yeah. see i got um ellie to when we were out once to swap my drinks at one point in the night because i was like i don't want to get too drunk and i need to go home so can you just swap my drink out with the seed lip i've been drinking gin so i wouldn't notice and they didn't and it was great that's hilarious <laughs> and she did and it was fantastic that's amazing <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, to be fair, like, I, I just, I kind of want to do it just because I feel like I've been like drinking way too much, and I want to, yeah. I want to like, just be a bit kinder to my body. So I'm, I'm not like if I, I probably, I am gonna try and beat it. But if I don't, as long as I do like the majority of the month without drinking, then I'll be happy with that basically. Exactly. Um, what about you? I don't have any goals as such. I have signed up for High Rocks, mm. which is a functional fitness race test. It's pretty hardcore, and now I've got the fear. Um, so it's they do them all over the world, and they do like world and European championships. I'm not doing that. I'm doing this as like a because I'm not an athlete one, but I'm just doing this for fun with my friends. So we're doing the doubles women's competition and it's pretty intense there's eight functional movements and between those eight functional movements there's a kilometer run so you end up doing like eight kilometers running eight functional movements you're working for maybe like an hour and a half but you get to split the work so there's like weighted sled push and pulls there's the ski erg there's a row erg um I'm probably just saying jargon at this point, but but who? So you get to like between you do like four each. So but so no. So both of us have to do each. Oh. So it, it, we get to split the work, but we both have to do each exercise. So for example, the row egg is a thousand meters. So, so you we do both have to, each. Yeah, essentially, 
um or there's what else is there i've got it i've got it on my uh laptop board like on my screen so there's a thousand kilometers skiag then there's two by 25 meter sled push with 102 kilograms that includes the sled two by 25 meter sled pull at 78 kilograms including the sled an 80 meter burpee ball jump a thousand meter rowing 200 meters farmers carry with 16 kilogram um, kettlebells, 100 meter sandbag lunges with, and the sandbag is worth is uh, 10 kilograms, and then 75 wall balls, and that's with a four kilogram ball, um, and then between all of those, it's like a kilometer run, mm. but I've been told that the runs are just a, just a little bit over a kilometer, like a 1.2. So you end up running like 10k. Where do you uh, do the run? Do you do it like outside or on a Between stations. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, so, so it's, it's outside then? It's in, no, so it's in them, like those big, like Excel Arena type spaces. Oh. But this one's in West London, I think, Hammersmith. Oh my God. So I feel a little bit, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's cool. I'm looking forward to it. And then every now and again, I'm like, Oh shit! What have I signed up to? I feel a bit sick about it. Well, if you you like, it doesn't matter if you don't win. Like, it should be fun. Oh yeah, no, it's not about winning. I think we just we just want to do it to like just see if we can. So that's mm. that's that's what that's all about. But um, like, so I'm doing it. My F forty five studio set up like workout of the day program every Friday, so we can train for it as well as like anything we do outside of training for it. So mm. that's good because it'll discipline us in how to prepare ourselves and i've got like five months yet <laughs> yeah be fine so we'll be fine so I'll, I'll keep you updated on my progress with it all yeah, first no. of all all i'm trying to do is get runs back into my system because the functional stuff is fine but i actually hate running mm. um yeah so. you'll be fine yeah running is such a weird one like i go through such phases of it like i used to love it i think mm. it depends where i live and my proximity to the common. <laughs> like, I genuinely, like, when I'm at home, like, home, 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 like, my parents' house, like, I find it way easier to run because it's just... You've, it's beautiful, you're... though, isn't it? It's like you've more well, scenic. Yeah, I'm not in, like, the proper countryside, to be fair. But, like, right. it's, I don't know, just less stressful. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I need to get back into it. But, yeah, I'll never be as fit as you, to be fair. I look like a tomato after like three seconds of exercise. <laughs> <laughs> oh cap. You've got to find your you've got to find your um your your thing, the thing that makes you excited to do it. Do you know what though? I love yoga. I do really love yoga and I have consistently done yoga for like That's quite true. a few years now, I think. Like yeah. not necessarily as like I go through phases of that as well, like in terms of like yoga classes and or like at home or whatever. But I think since, like, since I was um, doing my master's, so, what, like, five, six years ago, I've, like, consistently done yoga. But you need to do something else as well, I think. Like, unless you're, like, hardcore practicing yoga, you do need to get your heart rate up in, like, a bit more of an intense way as well, I think. Well, Have you done any hot yoga? See, no, because I get too, like, flustered. I think, like, I just, my face, would, I'd just be so red, so embarrassing. <laughs> but maybe one day. 
maybe one day <laughs> i yeah i yoga's good i need to get more i need to incorporate more stretching and, and just sort of like mindfulness practice into my day-to-day Mm. Um, you know what yoga is one of those things that you can literally do 10 minutes of and it'll still make you feel better like just 10 minutes of stretching like I actually do quite often just do 10 minutes of like yoga and then like I'm like okay I like feel a bit better now like done something moved my body moved your body that's all it's but I love I love that that term um Emily Chadwick Vin I think I've mentioned her before she's part of she does bar for evolve you um that app but she when she on her instagram she talks about moving your body and it's just such a better way to reframe Mm. like your relationship with exercise yeah i agree um yeah because it's like i at the end of the day like exercise is like however you like i say like you should do stuff as well as yoga but actually to be honest if you just do yoga at least you're doing yoga like that's really good um Um, and it could it could even just be something like you don't have to go to the gym that doesn't have to be a thing you don't have to do anything extreme like f45 you could just go play squash or mm, go for like yeah. a really like um high tempo walk mm. I, I don't know oh my god you know i did this uh, the other day someone at work told me to do this i'm not really sure why i actually need to teach her about this yeah. <laughs> it was get fit with rick and it's like this guy and you're just walking workouts at home. Basically, it obviously kicked off in lockdown. <laughs> it's aimed at, like, old people because he's like, if you can't do this mobility thing. But I did it the other day. Oh, and it was actually really fun. It was just, oh. like, a fun way to, like, do it. Like, because it was dark, so I didn't want to go for a walk. Yeah. And I didn't really want to do any like hard, anything hardcore. I was tired. And I just did this, like, little, like... And it was so funny because I did it with Tom, bless him. And he... No, I can't say this on the podcast, so it'll be really it'll be mean. But he um he just like because some of it you had to be quite coordinated for. <laughs> it was just good fun. Um but yeah, no, like it wasn't I don't know if I'd do it again, but it was quite fun. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I was like I was like, did you I need to say to my friend at work, like, did you recommend this to me because you thought that I wasn't fit enough to do an actual exercise class? <laughs> Do you wiggle your? You know when you get those like athletes, those professional walkers, and they they do the wiggle. <laughs> yeah. No, luckily not. But, um, for for the listeners, we both just did a funny wiggle. <laughs> she knew exactly what I was saying. <laughs> Started wiggling. Oh. Do you think walking is good for you though? Like I do actually walk. I do a walk every day. It is actually does make a difference. And. Great. Well, I think I've said this before. I'm getting a sense of deja vu. But I used to, I have like quite a lot of problems with my joints. And one time my hips were really, really bad. And the physio said to me, because at that time in my life, I, w- I lived really close to where I worked. So yeah. I literally like, I literally just went from my desk to the gym and that was it. Like I didn't like, I didn't do any walking really. Like, but I, I was quite fixed. I went to the gym like every day when, in that period of my life. Yeah. But I'd go to the gym and do like, a spin class or whatever and then my hips are like really really bad and the guy said basically because I wasn't doing any like low impact like walking or anything like that like my joints were just under a lot of stress because they were either completely not moving or moving like really hardcore and he was like it's really uh, important to do the like other bits of movement yeah you, you weren't giving your body variety of movement then 
type yeah. thing. Because I guess if you're going from sitting at your desk to sitting on a bike, exactly. then you're putting, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. I guess people don't really think about that kind of stuff. No. I think it's important to make sure that, that of, of course, you're going to have something that's your thing and it's your niche, but if you can't just, not if you can't, well, maybe you can, but my friend was like a pen, not my friend, my friend's friend was a pentathlete and she used to get told off for it a lot um for for not being flexible enough for not including like like yogas or pilates or anything like that to strengthen her in those ways Mm. because she was so concentrated on her skill set she found that again parts of her body were really tight yeah in places where it probably wouldn't need to be or could be helped so Mm. yeah interesting it is they actually go to yoga in this book do you remember that bit (laughs) they do okay yes what are we talking about today, Kat? We're talking about Magpie by Elizabeth Day, which is a great book, to be fair. And also mine is signed. Yes! What did she put in yours? I can't remember because I don't have my Magpie book with me, but we went to her books. Oh. We went to Elizabeth Day's book signing. She and put she... two for joy. Yes. She put, I think she, yeah, how good is that? That's lovely. Um, to be fair, though, I'm not being funny. If you see one magpie, please salute it. Otherwise, how's the wife and kids? One for sorrow. Yeah. If you see a lone magpie, I'm quite superstitious actually. I, it really freaks me out when I see a lone magpie. I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Do you salute him? Yeah. I do, to be fair as well. Gets rid I'm of the bad luck. And then two for joy. It's fine. One for, okay. three for a girl, four for a boy, is that it? Mm-hmm. Five for. Silver, six for gold, seven for secret, never to be told. Hmm. I think that's right. Oh my god. Have I told you about the foxes? Sorry to go off tangent. Did I tell you about the foxes? Okay. No. Oh my god, I'm gonna send you this video. Um my neighbour texted me <laughs> last night and um I'm gonna get Ellie's live reaction to this video. Basically we do have foxes like outside our flat um that we've seen before. But this, this, it got a bit out of hand last night. Basically, the two fox. You watched the video. I just sent it to you, right? Um, basically, these two foxes are like at the top of the stairs, like outside the flat. Um, my neighbour's flat, not mine. And they're just like they're just there and they won't move. <laughs> they're huge. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> like a baby fox and a mummy fox. They're the same size. I'm not sure. I think they're a couple. But can you imagine if you came home to that and you were like faced with that at the top of your stairs? (laughs) It's a good thing uh, your housemate's back tonight (laughs) already. (laughs) Did they just hang out there all night then? Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. They do hang out. I have seen them before when I've come in. So where where do foxes go in the day? Sorry. They sleep. They go to their den and they sleep. Oh, I didn't know. They're nocturnal. Oh, and then they like to they like to hang out when you're on your. They literally are not scared of us, though. That's the problem. No. They're not scared of us at all. Like... That's that's quite unusual for a London fox because normally they just run from you. <laughs> These foxes, they're getting they're getting cocky. They're getting brave. I know, but anyway, yeah. So I was thinking of two two magpies and two foxes. That's two foxes. We've got kissing pigeons. What is a kiss? In our garden. I don't know, but they come to our garden, they sit on the fence and they kiss. Aww. 
Oh, that's really yeah. cute. <laughs> and my cat doesn't mess with, she doesn't really mess with pigeons, so she just watches them. <laughs> like, yeah. You've got two kissing pigeons, yeah. And you've got two foxes. <laughs> There you go. Do you know what that reminds me of? Enchanted, you know, like when she comes into the real world and instead of like being in the Disney world, it's all the cute like furry animals. When she Mm. comes to the real world, it's all like the rats and the cockroaches and the foxes. (laughs) Yeah, that's London. The rats and the mice and the pigeons and the foxes. Like here's us living our best best Disney zoo. You can open a zoo with all the bloody animals around this place. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's exactly that. It's like our best Disney fairy tale with, <laughs> with the pigeons. Yeah. And the well, the fox stole my plant once. So. Oh, they did do that, yeah. 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 Anyway, we're not talking about foxes, we're talking about magpies. We're not actually <laughs> talking about magpies either, but we're talking about a book called Magpies. So um, it's by Elizabeth Day, and we like Elizabeth Day. She has a podcast, How to Fail, we're big fans. And she has a book called How to Fail as well. And she has other books, obviously. But um, I've read her, that's her memoir, How to Fail. And it's really good, actually. I really like it. Um, So I would recommend that. Um, But this is a novel. um, And the blurb, should I read the blurb? Yes. Um, Also, my nails are quite long at the moment, so I'm just like... I like the way they sound. You hear a lot of that, you know why. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When Marissa meets Jake, everything falls into place, but then their new lodger, Kate, arrives. Something isn't right about her. It's the way she looks at Jake, keeps her toothbrush right next to theirs and constantly asks questions about the baby they're trying for. Or maybe it's all in Marissa's head. That's what Jake thinks. And she trusts him, doesn't she? But Marissa knows something is wrong and she is determined to find out why, even if it costs her everything. you know what i've got to say yeah i absolutely love that the blurb is that given what we then learn in the book doesn't give anything away does it there's nothing away guys we're gonna spoil the novel from now on so we're gonna have to you like it's a big twist so switch off now and go read it if you don't want to know um but basically there is a big twist because basically we find out like trust issues or what marissa is a very unreliable narrator <laughs> <laughs> so unreliable the first part is dedicated to marissa's narrative and even her retelling or accounts of how things transpire is like so unreliable you're like mm, girl really what's yeah. going on here yeah i mean yeah i did you see the twist coming uh no actually no i knew that she was unreliable i had a feeling that maybe it wasn't all that what it seems with kate maybe it wasn't mm. but not re- not really i actually don't think i was looking normally i look for it but i don't think i was really looking for it this time i was just enjoying what it was yeah what it, it did end up being yeah it, yeah i i don't think i i did I, I can't remember, but I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm. I never predict the twist anyway, so I probably didn't. Um, but yeah, I think it's also quite confusing. Well, not confusing, but the way it goes, like, um, switches in time, kind of throws you off scent a bit. Because if you're starting to like cotton onto it, then you go. Then it's like. Then it goes back a bit. Yes. So the first part is like the present, is it? With Marissa, mm-hmm. she meets she meets Jake as they, as Kath says. 
Mm-hmm. You see the um, how their relationship unfolds. Um, they become pregnant. Uh, this lodger comes in and sort of like this lodger Kate comes in. She mm. messes everything up. She finds that Kate follows her to the yoga studios. <laughs> We've mentioned yoga before. They go to like a a, preg- a prenatal pregnancy yoga thing. Yeah. Um, Which actually, and- I because I because when you find out, well. When it's when the twist is starting to be revealed, that that did that bit did stick in my mind. I was like, "What the hell was that all about?" But then you realise. Should we say what the twist is? Well, yes. So in part two, we the narrative flips from Marissa to Kate, the lodger, mm. and then you find out that Kate actually isn't the lodger. She is the partner of Jake. Yeah. And that Marissa is in fact the surrogate because she's having a baby for Kate and Jake. Mm. And then you get her account of how they came to be. So you go, that's when you go into the past. You meet how Kate and Jake met, how they came to be in the situation, their infertility story, and how they came to be in the situation with Marissa now. And then it Mm. unfolds from the present again. Yeah. So yeah. the little incidences, and then you get her account of the little incidences that happen that Marissa tells. So, like, when Marissa goes to the prenatal pregnancy yoga, when Marissa finds out that she's pregnant, mm. when, what was there? Oh, when they get caught kissing on the sofa? Yeah. Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, it's really chilling. I've got goosebumps. It's really chilling. Um, how she, how Marissa is like, really, she becomes like, she unravels, she becomes unkept mm. in her like, not even just in her mind, but outwardly as well. Inwardly and outwardly, she's spiralling. Mm. Um, so the way she looks after herself, how she keeps rooms, how she, she, she um, stalks Kate to her yeah. work. Oh my God, yeah. But, oh, it makes you feel weird. That was really intense. <laughs> Because I was like, oh, my God, she's going to see you. She's going to see you stalking her. But even then, you're like, there's something weird about her stalking the lodger and it doesn't feel right. And I actually don't think Kate's bad. Like, you never really genuinely get the sense that Kate's, like, the bad guy, if no. that makes sense. No. And actually, like, it's an, you said this to me earlier. I'm stealing your point. So I'll yeah, certainly elaborate. Right? But, like, it's nice that, that Kate and Marissa, like, Marissa's not made out to be the bad in the end yeah like yeah. actually it's the mother-in-law who's who is who is yeah because the mother-in-law basically yeah. like gaslighting them both actually <gasps> yeah it's true she does it's because you see i think you get like a view of mental health from two different perspectives right so you have marissa who has a psych like a psychosis i can't remember what they diagnose it with specifically whether it was some sort of schizophrenia or i don't know she has like a yeah I'm was it sure. bipolar i don't know if, does she get a diagnosis sure. i don't know if she has a diagnosis but she has a psychosis yeah a diagnosis psychosis she has a psychosis of which she has to take medication for and when she becomes pregnant she decides that she's not going to take her tablets because she wants to be as healthy embody for jake and kate as possible but obviously and she thinks that it might mess with the pregnancy but it doesn't Mm. um then so and there's little little things really like in her past that sort of takes her to that point 
mm. why she might have like deals really doesn't function um in the in the, in the best way because she was abandoned by her mother as a child she has a very non-existent relationship with her dad off the back of that she there's like some weird sort of like her when her mother died when her mother died when her mother her mother left she left with her sister didn't take her and she, she there was this whole bit when she poked her sister with a pin or with a needle to see what would happen because she didn't have oh, yeah. any like um relation yeah. to her and that was like oh god <laughs> this feels a bit yeah. weird oh like, where's this going and then she's um raped when she's like a young teen when she goes to find her mother so there's a lot of hurdles she's had to jump it's actually in really, her life at right. an early point yeah it's quite an intense book isn't it like there's actually quite a lot it is yeah yeah so you could understand why her mental health has taken quite the thumping um and so there's that with marissa and then with kate it's with her infertility issues and obviously then that sense it's really nuanced as well how i think elizabeth day approaches that because obviously that's going to play with you if you're infertile um, mm. and you're dealing with that and you want to go through surrogacy and you want children like that's really going to play with you but then you also have like how his mother gaslights her mm. a lot and so it's just like how much of it is her is it her going down and a rabbit hole with her own mental health and how much is it like the external sort of factors playing yeah. against her against yeah. both of them yeah i th- yeah i think the inf- infertility stuff is like it's quite an interesting way to write about it i mm. think um and i know that so elizabeth day has written about this in her memoir about her um fertility issues and like um how it's made her feel and stuff in the past and like I think I think it's an interesting as well you know it's like you write what you know I think it's um yeah good like example of that because obviously like this obviously isn't like her story or anything she's already written her story in her memoir but like she's writing about a topic that she knows about in like a really like thrilling gripping story and I think it's quite yeah I think that's like yeah like I think when I did the, like, David Nichols writing course, he said, like, people would say, write what you know, but they don't mean literally what you know. They mean, like, (laughs) a topic that you can make into a story, like something you're passionate about that you can then draw a story from, like a fictional story, (laughs) which is quite, like, because, like, I think we were like, write what you know, like, write about being, like, 27 (laughs) or something, but, like, it's, like, that's not what they mean. They mean this. (laughs) Yeah. Fine, I'll write everything I know about badgers. <laughs> yeah. Why well, I know a lot about foxes now. <laughs> um, but it's 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 really interesting because then also like there was a character she wrote, Jazz, who's Marissa's friend. Yeah. And she really reminded me of someone I know at home. <laughs> so really? every time I was reading Jazz's character, I was like, oh my god, this is this person. I was like, yeah, solid, solid girl. Like, yeah. Um, to be fair, I, d- I would say that I don't think Jazz's character, I she was like a plot device rather than anything else. I don't think she's that well fleshed out, to be honest. And I didn't really get no. why they were friends. Um, Aside from being in therapy <laughs> together. Yeah. Yeah. I, d- yeah. I think, obviously, they, it was a plot device, but I feel yes. like, yeah. 
It's a bit random. Also, the other thing, so for me, when they explore Kate, so we, we explore Marissa's background and her family heritage and how she grew up. Um, but then Kate's one, we don't really see much of her own family. It's very, like, quickly dismissed. It's like, yeah, I've got parents, we get on, um, but I don't really have that much to do with them. I was like, oh. <laughs> because it's very much yeah. about, like, her partner and his, mom, and his mom and dad. And even his sisters he doesn't really speak to that much. I know they don't because of his parents, but... It's almost like they had to, like, give a reason why her parents weren't around. So that was the reason, rather than, yeah. Yeah, and then I just thought, do people do people really not speak to their parents? <laughs> no, I mean, some people do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess I know so. It, I mean, but it felt not. It felt not real. Maybe obviously, it's not real. It's fiction. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It just felt the point was like if you were just having the point of like oh why doesn't Kate speak to her mum or get a perspective from her sister or brother if she has siblings mm. or anything? And it was very, as soon as you have that thought, it's like the novel knows that you've got to it and then quickly dismisses it, quickly goes, oh, this is why, and then you never look back yeah. on it again. Because I think at that point, if you know that you're having problems with your in-laws, I think I would want some counsel from, mm. from somebody. And it feels like Kate also is very isolated. Yeah. Um, as a character, Marissa is, mm. we know that for sure. But Kate is also very isolated and it's not until towards the end of the book that she goes to a mate to get some counsel. Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh my God, this is like, I feel like, it's funny, isn't it? When you start talking about a book and you're like, oh yeah, when actually I really enjoyed it and you really enjoyed it. But then when we start picking it apart, we're like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's not, it's not perfect. <laughs> But it was, for me, it did exactly what it needed to do. I picked it up and I couldn't put it down. Same. Yeah. Same. I was exactly what I needed. It was it was very good. It was just a fast-paced thriller. Yeah, it was a good thriller, I think. It was, um, yeah, it was a really good thriller. Um, I haven't read a thriller in ages either. You know what? It was like yeah. blood orange level of thriller, I would say. As in like, yeah. that kind of like gripping like oh who's telling the truth kind of yeah yeah exactly that so what else happened in the book um jake i didn't really like jake yeah fair to be honest but i don't think he really meant to like no he's a bit of a mummy's boy isn't he that's how he's set up yeah i mean the and it's interesting in law, though she's and both women had problems with her yeah i'd like to flush that out a little bit mm. well, I know they, what could, her, they what could do like i reckon they could do like a sequel oh they it's did like, a sequel and it came from the the mother yeah why she's so like yeah. because then jake makes that point at the end where he's just like my mother drove us all to make horrible decisions because I guess she's a control freak. I don't know. Like one of his sisters married a guy that was less than worthy and was quite an abuser because she felt mm. that her mother felt that that was the best person she needed to be with, but actually it wasn't. Um, it was like wild. Like a mother was. It kind of gave me wild. like rich family pressure vibes, you know, like, oh, yes. you have to keep within your 
stature. Yes, yes. <gasps> that whole reveal. Yes, that whole reveal at the end with the mother and Kate in the kitchen. Yeah. she was like, you're never good enough for myself. Oh my god, so much drama. I think it's so funny when um, parents get really like, you're not good enough for my son or daughter or whatever. It's like, all right. <laughs> I know. I know. I, have you ever... Mm, because I guess... I had a friend that had whose parents would sort of make it known whether they did or didn't like their partner mm. quite early on, which made it difficult for them to have like a relationship with that mm. sort of hanging over them but like from your experience do you, is that better to know as you're going through or after the fact or would you want that communication i don't think it's helpful after the fact to be honest no um no it never is yeah i don't think it's helpful i think i think i'd rather someone say it to me straight one time so I knew what their opinion was and then didn't and then at least made an effort do you know what I mean like but then I say that but I think I probably would get really defensive if someone was like I don't like your boyfriend I'd be like what do you mean (laughs) um (laughs) but sometimes it's good to know that to sometimes it's good to hear the truth because even if at the time you're like what the hell then like, like you might reflect on it and be like actually why are they saying that are they saying that for a reason yeah like they might not be they might just be like this mother-in-law in the book or they might be like they might be seeing something that you're not seeing because you're like wrapped up in it yeah it's i think um, it's circumstances though isn't it depends on like why they don't like them and stuff like that like definitely yeah. circumstantial i mean the mother in the book was passive aggressive she wouldn't have liked anyone any of her children's partners because she's no. just that type of person yeah the world i think the world has to literally revolve around that character mm. and yeah. so them having their own identity or splintering off or finding their own families would never have sat well with the mother i can't remember her name annabelle annabella um, from that. yeah um but we really did enjoy magpie we did um, um and we liked meeting elizabeth day as well she was a babe so we went for a live recording of um, How to Fail with Elizabeth Day and Craig David, which was fantastic. And everybody loves Craig David. And he did a little sing-song as he well. He is a funny chap, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> I was like, it's a nice one. To, if you're going to see anyone, it was a nice one to yeah, see. Yeah, it was a good one to go to, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I definitely would love to go to another live recording of her podcast again. Mm. And actually, the whole production studio or agency or whoever it is that fame. sets them up, fame, really good. It definitely isn't, yes, the book part. Yeah. They, they definitely have lots of good events, Um, so it's worth checking out. And then, did they do one like, with, affordable. With, did they do one with the Tucci? They did do one with the Tucci. Oh, that would have been so good. Oh, <sighs> so good. What a man. What a man, what a man, what a man. But yeah, no. It was good. And actually, Elio, I'd recommend How to Fail. I will read it. I do like the podcast, to be fair. I like when Mm. she asks them, like, give me your... How many failures do they get to talk about? 
Yeah, three or something. And one, three, and then why are we talking about these? I can't remember which one. I can't remember. I haven't listened to one in ages, but I used to, I've listened to a few like in the past. I really like them. Yeah. The Craig David one is live. Oh, she did one with Greta Thunberg. See, she's sick. She gets the best episode. Get, um, what am I talking about? She gets the best guests. Yeah. She does. She does. She does. We love you. Thank you. Fan girls, I hate us. We do. <laughs> oh my god! She asked where I got my jeans from. Do you remember? Yeah, she did. She did ask. She loved ASOS. You. you always get like whenever we meet someone famous, like when we met the Winks, and she like gave. Yes. You the so we met her because she had a live recording of How to Fail with. I told everyone at work about her the other day. Oh, and and I was Why? like, look, I'll show you the oh, photograph. Because that's the whole, like... Um, <laughs> we um, can't keep talking okay, about this because we literally... It's growing old now, this story. We've talked about <laughs> it so many times. I don't think we'll ever meet anyone better than them two. So, you know, this is a challenge to the universe. <laughs> Okay. So send some more celebrities our way. Will they be better than Claudia Winkleman or Elizabeth Day? Who knows? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, anyway, right. I'm gonna have to go make some dinner. And yes, I need to go home because I'm in the office. So yes. Yes. Yes, you should. Um, but yay! Look at us with another episode. I know, guys. 2023 is a big year for you. It's like us in your ears for 26 episodes a year hopefully in the next in the next episode i promise to give an update on the foxes and whether i've been attacked or not and um an update on dry jan <laughs> yes oh my god yes yes because you would have completed it hopefully by then well <laughs> or failed <laughs> but failure is okay according to elizabeth day exactly so. and then you can do a how to fail type uh, review there you go. There we so go. It's by a bang in time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my no. God. Anyway, right. Love you loads. Okay. Take care. Bye. And that's the app. If you like the episode, please leave us a lovely review, subscribe, and share with your friends. And we'll love you forever. <laughs> Follow us on socials at We Are Bookish Pod. Thanks for listening. <laughs>